What is up, friends? I just want to give a quick shout out to this week's podcast sponsor, Clarice Hicks with the Hauler program. Let me tell you really quick what inspired her. Her daughter had been getting bullied massively at school. Clarice went to the school looking for solutions and the school was found wanting. A few years later, another little boy who attended the school was being bullied. He ended up retaliating, but then taking his own life as a result. Clarice Hicks took massive action. She created the Holler Program, which stands for Honor, Observe, Listen, Learn, Elevate, and Reflect. This program is focused on positive experiences through innovative activities that focus on character, effective communication, and leadership building. She's located in Newport News, Virginia. She has a Facebook page, which is uh, psalmsandservice.com the holler, slash the holler program and she also has a Facebook page you guys I'm going to put both of those things in the podcast description you can go check her out Clarice if you're listening to this podcast today thank you for everything that you're doing in your community you are filling a massive void and we so much appreciate what you're doing and I just pray that God will continue to bless everything you put your hands to Clarice thank you so much for serving our community in this way What is up, friends? This is Ashley Daily Encouragement. I hope you guys had a, a really great Easter yesterday. Um, you know, as you guys know, this podcast is two weeks in advance. So when I recorded the podcast around Easter time, we had not had Easter yet. But we had a wonderful day, you guys, uh, me and my husband and my children. We were just at home and, you know, we just uh, enjoyed the day. It was absolutely beautiful outside. And so, um, you know, we were spending time with the Lord. We did some worship, we were encouraging each other, and then uh, we had a nice lunch. And then uh, me and my husband went and got like a hundred plastic eggs, stuffed them with candy, went and put them out the yard for the kids, and then uh, barbecued some hot dogs. So it was great, you guys. We really had a great day and just, uh, you know, just super grateful for God's grace. And, you know, I'm asking God, you know, Lord, help me to really be empowered from on high to live a resurrected life. You guys, I feel like, um, you know, the church in general is really just kind of not understood this to the degree that God has intended. Think about all the things that the disciples did, you know, even after Jesus left. And for us to say that was for them is to rob us of the power and the authority that is really found in the Holy Spirit. Why would the Holy Spirit act differently with them than with us? You, you get what I'm saying? Um, so I think that, you know, there's going to be this just massive awakening that's going to be happening Um, for people who are in Christ to really walk in their God-given authority, for their hearts to be enlarged um, with their capacity to believe God and for who He really is, for who He says He is, not what we've experienced, not what other people have told us, any of this stuff, you guys. Um, You know, God says He has plans to prosper us, not to harm us, you know, and it's funny how we criticize people constantly, even, you know, people who are in Christ, who, uh, you know, God God has prospered them. Anytime we see a Christian with any type of prosperity, we attack them and, and we say that they're false and all this kind of stuff. But we don't say that about King David. We don't say that about King Solomon or Abraham or the Israelites when God uh, allowed them to plunder Egypt. 
you guys get what I'm saying? So we really got to like ask the Lord to give us his perspective on what it means for him to prosper us, not what we understand it to be. And because I think a lot of times we use our human perspective and what we see and then we judge people terribly, you guys, man, I was seeing some really harsh sort of memes over the weekends, um, just attacking people. And I thought to myself, do you even know these people? You know, do you know them? Are you just jealous? in a way like that you don't have what they have, right? I mean, and I, I, I you know, non-Christians, you know, non-Christians attacking Christians because they're wealthy. Um, are you jealous that you're broke? I mean, do you not realize that you live in the United States of America and every single person on this planet has the ability to think themselves into uh, their ability to produce wealth? You know, and when God brings wealth into somebody's life, it says that he doesn't add no trouble to it. So that's even more of a mystery, right? Because we think um, being prosperous and having any type of wealth is supposed to be this absolutely grueling process. But in Christ, it's not. That That's just who he is. Um, think about all the scriptures we read, you know, according to his riches and all this. I don't think we understand the full implications of that. I think it's just something that it's almost so far from us. It's almost unbelievable. Right. And so you guys, I'm just, um, you know, asking God to just completely tear the veil off of myself, off of the church, off of people who really want to know him for who he is and are not going, you know, you guys, do you want to live with your own veil of understanding and your relationship with the Lord? I mean, come on, you read his word and God says a lot of things. How many of these things are you really believing? You know, um, do you really believe that he's a good God and he only wants good for you, right? You know, the prodigal son, the son that went off and, you know, was buck wild or whatever, right? And uh, blew his father's wealth. And then the son who has been with the father, but he was so frustrated with the father. Are you that child who's been with the father and you're frustrated that God is blessing people who, you know, at one point were far from him? And he's like, look, he told the son who'd always been there, everything I have is yours. So it's like, come on, Christians. Everything he has is ours. You know what I'm saying? It's a completely different paradigm to live from. When God tells us not to worry, we really don't have to worry. But how many of us actually worry? You guys, I only say this because I have done that my whole life as a Christian. You know, um, not worrying, but then worrying not worrying, but then worrying some more, not worrying, but then worrying a little bit, not worrying, but then asking God do, to do for me what I can't do for myself, but then asking God, Lord, are you going to do for me what I can't do for myself? You know, and just back and forth, back and forth. And then finally, I was like, you know what? I'm so sick of worrying about my well-being. Why do I think that God is going to mislead me or, you know, lead me down this road of pain? I think a lot of it had to do with the experience I did have in the church, you know? That was, that was the most, that was massive spiritual abuse, you guys. It's just insane. And, uh, you know, the problem that we can have as humans is, you know, we pray, we ask God, you know, and then, you know, we get led into these situations. But how can I say this, you guys? No one has really taught us to discern a situation. You know what I mean? Like, how can I say this? I used to look for my validation, my convictions to be validated outside of me. I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust my relationship with the Lord. I didn't trust he was speaking to me. 
um, only because of the dynamic outside of me that said, no, that's not how it is. So, you know, I wonder how many Christians are living like that. You know, they desperately want to walk in their own authority. Like, okay, God, you say you're in me. That's enough. It says, you know, first John talks about, you don't need anybody to teach you on the outside of you. You have the Holy Spirit right now. I understand that it's great to be in community with people, you know, but you got to be able to discern when that community is beginning to suffocate the spirit in you. If you can't discern that, then you're going to blame God for your lack of joy in your relationship. You're going to think that it was his will for you to be miserable because you were around people who, you know, claimed to be in Christ. And we say that God uses the body. And so therefore we can actually trick ourselves into thinking that, you know, um, a lot of the things that happen a lot of times we can blame God for that, you know, um, now looking back on the situation I had with my old church, you know, um, God used that really heavily in my life. You know, I don't regret it as painful as it was, you know, knowing what I know now, um, I obviously would have made different decisions, but seriously, at the time, I didn't think I had another choice. And the way that we had been speaking for so long in the old church was we were the only church doing anything right. So I didn't trust anybody outside of my church to give me any type of counsel. Cause if they counseled me to get out from underneath of that, then they were basically wrong. You know, they were the wrong ones because they weren't following God. You know, that's how we looked at people. You know, we were following God, other people weren't, or they had the fuzzy gospel, or they weren't sold all the way out. You know, we use these really um, kind of clever uh, descriptions to make you feel like you were superior and they were inferior. But And you would think, I mean, it's obvious, talk, just talking about it, you're like, how did you not see that, Ashley? Well, because in my heart, I really wanted to be sold out for Christ. So in my mind, those words were communicating that I was sold out, you know, um, and, uh, you know, I knew that I didn't want to be half-hearted Christian. I didn't want to just be one of those Christians that just go to church on Sunday and then the rest of the week they don't acknowledge God, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, just to think that there's people out there that are like that kind of is confusing to me, but whatever. You know, I'm not judging people. That's If that's how they want to roll in their relationships and then they want to call it that, I've come to understand. But that, you know, for me, that's not a relationship at all. Somebody who is only kind of coming to me for what they want but then doesn't try to engage with me or have anything to do with me any other time. I don't call that a relationship. I just call that manipulation being used, whatever, but that's just my take on it. You know, um, I don't, um, if I'm in a relationship with somebody where I feel like they are just, you know, trying to use me and they really don't want anything to do with me, I'll call it out. You know, I, I decided, you know, probably this, over these last couple of years that I'm not going to be in a relationship with somebody that, um, you know, I feel is manipulating me. You know, so this is what I mean, you guys. Are you guys learning to discern this in your life? And so anyway, man, I've been talking a long time as I usually do, you guys. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Thank you for your support. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, we are in the middle of life coaching series. I've been sharing with everybody. Um, we've been talking a lot about, um, you know, finding your core values, um, communication. Um, I think just trying to remember. Oh, we just talked about the barriers that we can have in communication. Um, that was really, really important today. You guys, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, the four stages of communication. And I've talked about this before you guys, but, um, we're going to go over it one more time. And then after that, we're going to get into, um, core communication skills. We're going to talk a little bit about listening because we know listening is really, really important. Um, 
being able to apply this in your relationship with God and your relationship with other people um, is going to be really key, you guys. I, I want to bear fruit in my life. I hope you guys want to bear fruit in your life. And so I'm always looking for different perspectives and ways to do things to get better results. So let's go ahead and pray, you guys. We're going to talk about the four stages of communication and uh, we will get on with this thing. So, Father God, thank you so much for this day. Lord, thank you that you are growing our capacity to see you for who you really are. Um, I just pray, Lord, that we will continue to wait upon you. And Lord, I totally forgot to even talk about that, but maybe I will another day. <laughs> but Lord, just wait upon you, God, in such a way that honors you, um, that is like, filled with expectation and peace and joy. Um, Father, that we'll just continue to move forward in the things you're revealing to us, God. Lord, that you would, you know, intervene in those areas of our world that we're not aware and we don't have any control over, Lord, you know, especially with what's happening in our nation right now. Uh, Father, I do ask that you, um, you know, just be with our leaders, be with the president, be with the people involved. Um, please expose and bring information to the people so they can make better decisions. God, we don't want to be ignorant. Um, so, Lord, you say your people die for lack of knowledge. So, Lord, give us the knowledge that we need. Give our leaders the knowledge that they need um, so they can make wiser decisions, Father, with the things that are going on. So I just ask, Lord, for your, for your, um, you know, just your intervention in these things, God. Um, and let us not grow weary in doing good. Let us not um, be worried about what's going on, you know, the world passing away. But let us just really live in the life that you're revealing inside of us, God, within our own hearts, through your, through your spirit through the peace that you give us, God, through the joy, let us live in that place, Lord. And just saying, you know what, God, all these other things that are going on, there's a lot of things that I don't know. And we're just counting on you, Lord, to do what we can't do for ourselves in this time, God. So um, I pray for your grace upon every single person listening to this podcast. I pray you provide for them in great ways, provide for all their needs. I pray that they will continue to dig into the relationship with you and know with confidence, God, that, um, you know, that you're with them. And if they don't think you're with them, I pray that you'll give them a revelation to why they would think that about you. Um, break down the barriers, the beliefs, God, you know, expose within them the things that they believe that maybe they've experienced and means they've attached to their own experiences and project that onto you. I pray they can have a new clean slate, Lord, and just be a new creation, God, and walk in that new creation. So we love you, Lord. We thank you. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So yeah, you guys, I forgot to share with you guys about the weight thing, but Maybe tomorrow I'll bring that up a little bit. I want to kind of share some things with you guys about that. But let's just go ahead and move on. So the four stages of communication. So there's four stages. So this is basically when you're having a conversation with another person, you and whoever else you're speaking to, right? You know, um, so these are kind of four dynamics that are occurring as you're having a conversation. So within yourself, you have what you mean to say, right? You've thought it out. Some people think it out. I, I've kind of done both where <laughs> I've thought it out. But then I just call it out too, you know, and then I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I should have got a little more information. So I've done both you guys, but you know, um, knowing what you want to say, right? Meaning you know what you mean to say, you know, um, it's all in your heart. You know what you want to say, but then you have now the uh, task of communicating that clearly to the person that you're trying to talk to, right? So you have what you mean to say and then what you actually said and sometimes you guys that's different because you know here's the thing if you guys have a lot of these barriers we talk about with shame um condemnation judgment you might withhold things that you actually need to say that will help them understand what you mean all right if you're afraid of them judging you you might say certain words you might omit certain things you might not talk about certain things right so then everything's gonna get so just jaggered right i mean you know and then the confusion's gonna come and then there might there could be a blowout however you want to look at this right 
but you're going to have what you mean to say and then what you actually said. Those things are two completely different things, but those are the only two things you have control of. So that's really important for you to remember. You have what you mean to say and then what you actually said. And then the other person has their responsibility. So your responsibility is to know what you mean to say, understand it, get it clear as much as you can, and then be able to communicate that as clearly as you can to what you're actually going to say, to get as close in words to the meaning that you actually intend in your heart, right? So sometimes it's just saying exactly maybe how you're feeling, right? I mean, without worrying about them getting upset or offended or whatever, but you know, have you guys ever had a conversation even with somebody and uh, they say something and it kind of triggers something in you, um, but maybe you don't bring it up because you're like, well, this is a new relationship. I really don't know the person, so I better be careful what I say. Or you do know the person and you know that maybe they don't handle certain things very well um, as far as, you know, very direct conversations or like sort of that confrontation side. Confrontation isn't bad. I think a lot of times it's been used, you know, sort of an abusive way, but you guys get what I mean, right? Maybe you don't like confrontation or when someone asks you point blank, you know, maybe that makes you feel uncomfortable. But, uh, you know, if you're talking to somebody and those kind of those, they say something and then you notice kind of the shift in yourself, there's something that you're like, whoa, what did they mean? Or maybe you're just, you lose your peace or, you know, you sort of just realize that something is off kilter here, right? Something just happened. It's important that you're able to identify that and then bring that out into the conversation um, to get that established. But we're going to get into that right now. So uh, number one, that's what you're responsible for what you mean to say, and then how you actually say that. And then the person listening to you has kind of two things they need to pay attention to. They need to pay attention to what they've heard and then what they assume based on what they heard. So this is why it's really important when you are communicating with somebody that the whole art of being with someone, we've talked about that in the other podcast, you know, listening and making sure there's no distractions. A lot of times, if my husband starts talking to me, I'm like, babe, hold on a second, because You know, usually um, the kids are saying something to me or I could be in the middle of, you know, finishing up something. So I want to at least make sure that my attention's on him so I'm not distracted. So it's really, really important for the person who's on the listening side of it um, to make sure there's no distractions, right? Making sure you're not on your phone, making sure you're not, you know, maybe, uh, you know, in the middle of a task or whatever, Um, making sure you're giving that person your full attention you know, to listen so you can intend to, you know, listen to what they're saying and trying to understand what they're trying to communicate. All right. So that's going to be your responsibility as far as what you hear and then what you assume. So if you're distracted, do you think you're going to hear rightly? If you're trying to do something else while someone's talking to you, are you really going to hear what they're saying? And then a lot of times, if you're not really listening, you're going to make all types of assumptions and judgments, right? And then what happens, you guys, when someone assumes on you? Um, if they assume something of you or they make a conclusion based upon what they heard, but may, the, but obviously if you're feeling frustrated because you're like, well, that's not what I said, or are you, if you, or you're like, are you even listening to me? Now we got conflict, right? So, um, it's really just important for the listener to pay attention to if you, hopefully you're paying attention to yourself and you're paying attention to things that would, um, distract the communication. And that's the other thing really important, you guys. There's kind of two dynamics going on here. You're either going to be fighting for the connection and that relationship as far as, look, I really want to understand what you mean and I want to be present with you. Or you're going to sort of unconsciously be just be disconnected. You know someone's disconnected 
when they're not listening to you and they're not trying to understand um, what you're trying to say. They just want to live in their own paradigm. They just want to live in their own perception of what they think you meant. They're not they're not trying to understand or ask. They're just making assumptions. When you say, wait a minute, that's not what I meant. They say, oh, whatever. That's not how it is. You're always like this. Da-da-da. They cut you off. They don't listen. You already know at that point um, they've chosen disconnection. And at that point, you got to ask, okay, what is up with this relationship? You know, um, there was probably some red flags that were going on before this even happened that, you know, you got to ask yourself, wow, am I not paying attention to this dynamic for whatever reason? Anyway, guys, so um, I don't know if there's anything else we need to talk about here. So, yeah, again, you have what you mean to say, right? So you have your intent, what you're thinking about. And um, but then when you try to communicate, it's not going to be perfect for human beings. Sometimes we don't always have the words to reflect our intentions. Again, if you're afraid to be vulnerable, if you're afraid to acknowledge your emotions, if you're afraid to do any of that, then it's going to be really hard for you to communicate your intentions. Um, because you might not, like I said, you might not use certain words because whoever, who knows why, I don't know, um, that make you feel uncomfortable. Right. Um, so that's, that is going to interfere with how you come across with people. Okay. Uh, and then of course, what you actually say, the words that you use to communicate the intentions of your heart and what you're trying to communicate. And then the other, the other person who's their responsibility, again, the one who's listening. So they have what they heard. So the person who's listening, right? I want you to ask yourself some questions. Are you attending or being with the person that's speaking, right? Are you eliminating distractions? Um, again, because what you hear will be ter- will determine how well you are listening, right? Um, you have to make yourself fully present and be intentional. I'm going to listen to this person. I'm going to hear what they have to say. I'm going to Um, And I'm going to be on purpose as far as removing distractions and really just kind of engaging in this conversation. All right. Again, what you hear determines what you assume. And so, and that's the other thing I was thinking, are you willing to question assumptions? Um, If you're not willing to question assumptions, that's kind of an issue. You guys, I used to be terrified to do that. I didn't always like to question assumptions that I'd made because I didn't want that person to, to judge me. Um, you know, in any way or be harsh with me, Um, you know, because before when I had used to uh, confront certain things that were going on, I would be accused of, you know, walking in sin or holding things against my brother or whatever. And I'm like, no, that's not what's going on here. I'm just, um, there's just things that are happening that are stealing, killing and destroying. And we really need to deal with this, but they would always turn it around and say, no, you're the one. So there was always this uh, self of evaluation to the point of um, destroying my own discernment. It was like, okay, wow, I really don't, I can't see when things are getting bad, apparently. Right. And that's really dangerous. Uh, when you're around people who basically tell you your discernment is off, um, you can't trust somebody like that. Right. I mean, what's up with that? Why would somebody get mad at you for just asking a question, especially if you um, are kind of sensing that there's a little control going on, maybe a little manipulation? Um, whatever, you know, if you're, if you're afraid to talk about that stuff or that person gets defensive, that's already a red flag, right? So, you know, that's just something to consider you guys. So, um, if we are not actively listening to understand and start and start making assumptions, you sever your ability to connect and damage trust in the relationship. Okay. So just remember that you guys, 
if you're not accurately listening to understand the person that's speaking to you and you make assumptions, you are severing your ability to connect and you're going to damage the trust in the relationship. Okay. Um, and this is an ongoing thing. I don't care how long you've been in a relationship with somebody. You guys meet, like I said, me and my husband have been together for a really, really long time. And this is something we're still working on every single day. You know, um, you don't realize how much, uh, different things that you've been through, you know, have really kind of factored into maybe some of the communication battles that have maybe been in the relationship. Um, you know, so just kind of, you know, we're, we're being very careful with each other as far as, Hey, you know, we know that there's, uh, just certain things that have happened that, um, you know, that we got to be sensitive to each other to that. Right. Not to like, you know, uh, keep anybody like, you know, small in the way of like, um, catering in an unhealthy way, but just like, you know what, I understand your background. I understand why you think that way sometimes. And so I'm willing just to kind of sit with you as you work through that process and understand for yourself why you're that way. And then, you know, begin to get the tools to be empowered, to know that, you know what, that may have happened or that situation, but, uh, that's not gonna, that's not who you are. That situation is not true in the context of right now and what's happening and really just being in a healing process with the person too. That's, uh, in a way, you know, um, someone who is maybe communicated one way, but now they're being different with it. Um, you know, just to sit with somebody through that, it's, it is a blessing and it's a form of, it's really a, to be there with that person, you know, through a healing process. Because like I said, not everybody has, um, feels comfortable saying certain things to, to people about certain situations or certain, uh, body language or whatever. So when anytime somebody steps out of their comfort zone, I really applaud them for that because I know how much courage that takes. So if you're doing that, um, you're amazing. And, uh, you know, just continue to, to take those steps to be vulnerable. If you want to have healthy connections if, and if you want to have freedom in your life and peace, um, just keep, keep being free in that way and just communicating. So, um, the second you respond to your perception of reality instead of reality itself, right? The other person's intentions, right? Someone said something to you. They meant to say this. They said it this way. You heard it this way and you made assumptions. Now, the person who was listening. All right. Are you more interested in living in your, your own perception, right? You're res responding to your, uh, responding to your perception of reality instead of reality itself. Reality itself in this context is really what the person's intentions are. So are you giving space for that for other people? That's really, really important. Um, and when you don't do that, if you're the one that's supposed to be listening and um, so you're making assumptions and you're saying things and the other person's like, whoa, wait a second, that's not what I meant. Can we, can we uh, like go back over this? Because what you're saying is not, is not at all what I meant. If you are more interested in just your perception, that you've severed, you are severing the trust in that relationship, right? Um, and that's your bad luck. Like, why would you not be willing to get the attentions from that person established? I mean, maybe you didn't trust that person initially, and that's already a red flag, right? Maybe, or maybe there were some injuries in the relationship that should have been dealt with, or maybe you have injuries that you need to get healed from that are interfering with your ability to, to hear other people, right? So it's kind of, there's a lot to this, you guys. It's a very layered thing, but it's really important to just kind of look at this from all, all angles. That's what it really means to be shrewd, is to be perceptive in that way. Okay, so just, just being aware of that. If you're not willing 
to listen to that person, establish their intentions. That can be a red flag. And if you, on the other hand, um, if you're listening and you're not willing to question the intentions when you've kind of are having that feeling of, whoa, what, what, like, what did they mean? You got to be willing to ask instead of just being like, oh, well, I don't want to talk about that because, you know, maybe they'll get upset. Right. So there's kind of two things that have to happen there. You have to be courageous enough to state your intentions with somebody. And then the other person, you know, um, has to, you know, be, yeah, be courageous enough to state your intentions. And then the other person has to be courageous enough to, uh, you know, um, maybe change their paradigm um, or the conclusions they come to by allowing that person's intentions to come out and be communicated. I hope this is making sense, you guys. A um, couple more things here. Um, how do we ensure we are never assuming um, the worst, okay, um, to make sure that we're understanding? You know, how do we, how can we protect our relationships and our connections and our trust at the utmost? You guys, that is very, very simple, and it's just asking the question, what did you mean by that? Okay, I heard you say this, but what did that mean? Right. And that goes back to the, you know, just be, being with somebody, being present, asking them what they meant. And uh, you can't be afraid to do that because if they're, you know, if there's, if you're listening to someone speak and then there's confusion that comes over you or uncertainty or, you know, just those emotions that can come over us at times, it's really, really important that you get that dealt with in the moment and ask the question and don't just, oh, I'm going to ignore it and give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe don't mask you giving them the benefit of the doubt for your lack of courage to communicate. Does that make sense? So I heard you say this. What did you mean by that? And then, uh, you know, or you can say, you know, I don't want to jump to conclusions. I want to understand exactly what you meant. And so, you know, I think that's really, really important. You guys, this is a powerful way to connect and preserve trust in relationships. Um, this is what I'm practicing in my relationships with people, all of, you know, all my relationships, new relationships, my relationships I have now that mean a lot to me. Um, I haven't always communicated that way. So I know that I'm sure some people are feeling a little uncomfortable right now. Again, how someone else feels about you is not your problem. How people feel about you and their perception of you is again, based upon the conclusions that they've made based upon what they have heard. If people are not willing to challenge that, then again, that's just them living in their own head. You can't control that, right? So anyway, my friends, I hope you guys have had a wonderful day. I'm like, what day would it be today? I don't even have my, my calendar with me. I'm like, where did I put it? Um, oh, there it is. It's buried underneath my stack of books right here. So this is probably a little late to even mention this, but um, I think I want to go ahead and just see what date it, what day it would be today. Um... Wow, this podcast would be April 27th. Oh my gosh. I wonder what the world would be like by April 27th, you guys. It's like the future. All right, you guys. Well, I love you so much. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day. I hope you guys got some value out of this and I will see you tomorrow.